0: back in the shed with eva hi eva how are you
1: i'm great how are you
0: good thank you so let's see
1: i mean we were just talking about musicals musicals do you have a favorite musical
0: well absolutely it's west side story yeah yeah uh we played that when i was in this like all youth symphony thing back when i was like in high school we played west side story the symphonic dances which was a huge thing uh it was kind of cheesy too. We had to do the little mambo clap <laughs> in <Amazing>. the orchestra. Amazing!
1: <laughs> oh, I want to see a rendition. It was
0: anyway. Yeah. So I love it, love it, love it so much. That's awesome. Um. So that that's the one I like the best. How about you? Do you have one that you like the best?
1: Probably Chicago. That's mm. really good. I saw it on Broadway when I was in high school. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to grow grow up in a place where I could go to Broadway shows. Um, yeah, that's. But that's we cool. would also go to like all the community theater shows. Yes, every every level of acting and I don't know, sort of showmanship.
0: What do you like about that?
1: I don't know. I feel like it's fun when you can just like sing a story.
0: Oh, so the singing is what (laughs) brings. Oh yeah, I mean, like
1: Chicago has an. It's like a pretty great story. The cell black cell block tango. Okay, I'm my favorite song. Yeah.
0: But I do love me some musical songs. That's right, singing the story. So you like opera too, probably then, right? I do. <laughs> just, I mean, no, I mean <laughs> call me out. It's kind of funny. I mean, because, oh, you I, actually do. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, I I like it too. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in terms of like singing the story, it's a little bit it's a little bit harder.
1: It's harder to it's, actually understand what they're saying, yeah. especially if you don't speak Italian or German right. or whatever.
0: Have you ever been near an opera singer, like when they're singing? No. It's so it's the weirdest. Th- I mean, <laughs> weird. It's not the right word. It's um, it's amazing. Yeah. To see that kind of sound come out of a human's mouth, it's almost like.
1: That could fill an you're, entire theater yeah, you're with just, no amplification. Yeah,
0: yeah, we, we did um, we'll do several different opera things with, with um, you know, Sopranos and just to be in the room with someone like that. Like they just show up for rehearsal and just start belting out. Yeah. And I remember the first time I, was, I would like miss cues and stuff because I'd be like staring at this, <laughs> at this woman like, you know, 10 feet away. It's like, how do you do that anyway? Amazing. But mm-hmm. I couldn't sing that. I guess <laughs> like I could sing along or even try.
1: Oh no, you just oh gosh. Just absorb it. Oh, speaking of
0: <laughs> I could just segue this into
1: Are we gonna talk about bicycles? Yeah. Well,
0: last night at Happy Hour, speaking of theater, and Steph Routh, city council candidate, was a theater major in her under undergrad.
1: I didn't even realize she's, that. She didn't she's no. so
0: theatrical when she speaks and she everything. Is. If she is. Ever... she
1: loves to make eye contact she plays that you know
0: yes she's great at telling stories too if you ever heard her speak like public speaking kind of presentation she she always like leaves people like thinking because she'll tell a story like whatever serious thing she's at like even if it's like or if it's like a boring conference kind of thing she'll figure out some story to tell that will make it super interesting everybody will be like whoa I didn't think of it that way so yeah it was really cool um you were there last night
1: I was there last night. Yeah.
0: What'd you think? We did, so just to preface it for folks, yeah, uh, got to interview Steph Ralph. It's going to come up uh, in, uh, on, the, on the podcast here in a couple days. Got to interview the city council candidate, uh, and I want to do it at happy hour just to see if we could do it in front of the live audience kind of vibe. Um, and then because it was actually not wet outside, uh, we ended up doing it in the plaza, which was so fun. I mean, it checked so many boxes for me. <laughs>
1: Oh, totally. And there were people just riding by and some people I think just stopped.
0: Did they really just see? Oh, yeah. That's probably, well, it's also because I have finally have a sign. It's the sign. sign. I'm so much more excited about the sign than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're on a car-free street thing, little plaza and tons of bikers go by. We've never had a sign that says like bike happy hour You need to get whoever
1: does Metropolis always has signs Mm. and they draw a little like simpsons characters
0: baby steps yeah baby steps you know um well since we started talking about um steph routh and politics uh would you vote for
1: if i lived in east portland i would certainly vote for her you'd vote for her. i gave her money yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for
0: sure i (laughs) i want to think she's um she's a she's a very high likelihood of getting one of those three seats she's pretty pretty fantastic in terms of transportation uh you know um you know credibility she's she's right up there yeah and know. she
1: cares yes you know and she's honest and thoughtful yes these All- are things that you don't usually affiliate with politics
0: yeah which is also why i kind of worry a little bit just just listening back at the at the the interview i was editing it before you came over and like she's just so nice and thoughtful and sweet and like it kind of worries me uh, because I'm afraid that she's just going to get, you know, like eaten alive in Portland politics. So I'm hoping that like this transition toward a less toxic politics in this town, which I hope the charter thing does, which Steph's slate of candidates is a part of. I don't know. I hope that kind of like kicks in before people like Steph are, or
1: she can make it that way.
0: Yeah, it's like going to be chicken or egg. I just really mm-hmm. I, it'd be so sad. I was just thinking like, oh, my gosh, if she gets. She has a tough time and like loses that. It's gonna be it's gonna be such a bummer, you know. It's almost like hope it doesn't change her or or anyway. So uh, it's it's gonna be. An, oh, uh, other other political news. Uh, people like Steph coming up, and then Earl Blumenauer, yeah, deciding to not uh, to not run again. That's that's. Big I mean,
1: news. good for him getting to retire.
0: It is good for him.
1: <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but he's been he's been at politics for how long?
0: He's seventy-five, I think, or seventy-two, yeah. something yeah. like that. I should probably know that. Yeah, he has been in there a while—twenty-seven years, I think, in Congress. Yeah, he's been elected office for like forty-eight years. Jeez, that's a long haul. I think it's the right time for him to step down. I was actually happy that he that he made that decision. I saw him. I went to the. He had a press conference uh, last week or the week before, and saw him come in. And not sure if he got hurt or something, but he was. Not the spry old Earl that no. I recalled yeah. from last time I like rode bikes with him and stuff. So uh, who's it, it, gonna
1: fill Earl's shoes, or more more like who's gonna wear Earl's bow tie?
0: Yeah, good question. I love that he stuck with that through yeah. three to the end. You know, he even had a huge he, he had one on at that press conference. Always big, with the little bike, bike pin and the bow tie actually had bikes on it too. Yeah, so he went for the double and the bike pins. <laughs> yeah, I was so glad somebody brought a bag of bike pins to happy hour last night to share with swap and share night. That was really sweet, very timely. Uh, Earl Blumenauer, folks, if you don't know, Portland congressman who popularized the uh, wearing of bike pins on Capitol Hill and elsewhere. It's basically the universal symbol that you're like a bike advocacy nerd or something. And I doubt someone would just coincidentally wear a fluorescent bike pin if it wasn't for Earl Blumenauer. Yeah. What do you mean, right? Yeah. Probably not. Good for him. (laughs) I mean, there's something to It's
1: like a pretty obvious part, sign.
0: Part of his legacy. Yeah. Bike pins and other things. We won't get on to that. This is, you know, this <laughs> is in the shed. We, we can do we can do a whole rundown of Earl's legacy. <laughs> actually, I was going to do more about that, but I feel like it's like he still has 14 months in office. We should let him finish. Yeah. Like I was pulling out I was pulling out all my old photos and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this yet. Like I got to save something for when he's actually done. Right. So uh, but that is the end of an era for Portland for sure. OK. Keeping on the keeping on the political theme. We're doing a quiz. Okay. Because we both oh, need, we yeah. both need yeah. this, Eva. Quick fire. And I mean, it's not much of a quiz. Maybe I'll do a little bit more in subsequent weeks. But it is embarrassing to me that I still don't know off the top of my head the frigging district map, like, boundaries. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. We were talking about, I was talking about this with someone at happy hour last night and I was like, oh my gosh, I still don't really know all four of the districts and kind of the general boundaries. So I'm going to have the benefit of staring at it right in front of me. <laughs> so i get to quiz you on it okay we'll just go down and it's even more confusing how they numbered them and i'll tell you why in a sec but we we're just talking about steph ralph she's running in district one do you know like the general boundaries of district one or not not street boundaries but i mean like it's how do you east describe
1: portland. it portland i mean i would just say district one is east portland i okay. don't know where the line is gotcha okay if it's 82nd or who knows
0: Yeah. Okay. Not that's, you tell me. Yeah. It's kind of like all the airport. So that little finger up there, the Northeast industrial airport stuff. And then, yeah, I think it's like, it looks to me like, what is that? 205 or something. 205 ish, 82nd. I don't know the exact street. Okay. And I'm trying to help folks at home too.
1: Yeah. District one, East
0: Portland. Okay. Then district two is what?
1: Downtown and (laughs) Southeast Portland.
0: This is why I'm doing this. Okay, so District 2 is... Wow, I
1: feel like sweating bullets over here.
0: District 2 is north and northeast. So District 2 is like, you know...
1: That's where we live.
0: Kelly Point. (laughs) Oh, shoot. (laughs) You're right. Kelly Point, you know, St. John's, all the way to the boundary of District 1 and kind of like that little finger of the airport. And so Uh like along, uh, you know, Lombard um, over to like probably Park Rose or so, let's say. Okay, so that's District 2. And then what's District 3?
1: The thing I just said.
0: Would you say down
1: downtown and southeast? Am I no? Those aren't even in the same district. You,
0: (laughs) I'm laughing with you. By the way, District Three is south inner, like southeast Portland. Yeah. Okay. Okay. East of the river. Okay. And then District Four is everything else. District Four is the west side. Okay. Which makes it easy.
1: And can we can we understand? It's not even like Uh, a clockwise. uh, It's no. There's no. It's like Simon says.
0: I know. Four. So District Four is everything on the west side, and then. I think that little sliver is like Selwood is what they did. Yeah. Everything on the west side in Selwood is district four. District two is north and northeast. District three is southeast. <laughs> district one is east. And you're right. It's so annoying. I'm looking at the map on the on the yeah. actual city's website and like two is on the top. One is over here at east and then four is the west. Yeah. Like I visually what memorized is this, like things. drawing a star? <laughs> exactly. They might as well just like jumped around randomly. Anyway. That's our political quiz for this week.
1: <laughs> we failed. We
0: we both failed miserably and I was even staring directly at the map. So what does that say? Oh, uh, not not very good, but we need to figure all that well, stuff out. We got a out. year.
1: We got a whole year.
0: That's true, but it is, you know, <laughs> campaign season. Know. We got to be we got to be on our stuff. You're you're even on the board of a bike advocacy group. You got to you got to Yeah, know we're the... not
1: allowed to endorse politicians. Yeah, that's
0: true. But you got to know we we've got to know who they are and what they're doing and all that's this true. stuff. Moving on from the politics corner this okay. week.
1: Is this like a potpourri quiz? No, Just,
0: we're done with the quiz. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, if you want to do more What's quizzing. This is a single
1: question quiz. We can
0: do more quizzing if you want, but I didn't really, have an, I didn't really prep a lot of quizzing. But I do think they're fun. Maybe we, we, what we'll do next week is you can think of a quiz and I can think of a quiz and we can quiz okay. each other. So that, that's what we'll do. Um, moving on to fashion. <laughs> Last time we talked about poncho or rain pants. Yeah. Um, this week, I feel like, or in the last week or so has been like the cold came and like yeah. you can, I could just feel it in my bones. Cold like, and dark. The cold and dark. Exactly. Um, what do you, I don't know. What's your hot, like, uh, any hot, uh, cold weather tips? Like what's your hot, cold weather tips? Yeah.
1: Um, well you can see what I'm wearing is like just, uh, denim and wool under things, layers. I'm all about it. I came in in a down jacket. It had just started raining like. 15 blocks ago but i would have put my raincoat over on the feet rain boots if it's raining that's my that's my thing oh yeah totally yeah wow i don't know the like the shoe cover thing is weird waterproof socks are weird yeah um i'm wearing converse right now which are very not good for cold (laughs) or wet so don't listen to me
0: exactly Oh, no, I said, I, yeah, rain boots, of course. I, I acted yeah. surprised when you said that, but I was thinking covers, and I would, that would have not <laughs> meshed with my, like...
1: No, literally just, like, welly, you know, like, classic. Good. I'm mucking the stables boots.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, uh, that's what I find. You have... You don't wear glasses either, do you? No.
1: Mm, not... I do. I am blind, but I'm wearing contacts. Oh,
0: I see. I see. Cause yeah, head, uh, like eye stuff is big for me, like in the rain and the cold too. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Do you wear I, like
1: a little visor? Yeah. What do you do?
0: Oh, I can't stand rain coming into my fa- Like face, even if yeah. I didn't have glasses that would really bother me. So yeah, trying, so getting a, a, a rain hat is really key. Something that works in the rain. Um, but, oh yeah, but for cold, I have this like funny thing with like ear flaps that I can like snug up. I get, I get really cold, so I yeah. don't play around. I don't have, I don't have any skin exposed, man. I'm like I'm, scarves. What kind of gloves do you <laughs> yeah. wear? I um, I have some Perlazumi uh, lobster gloves that I like. Okay, yeah. Th- they're really cozy. Uh, they're not really great for water. That's a challenge in Portland is we can have cold and water and, and rain. So that, that's that's tricky. I like either or. I can prep for much easier, obviously. But I'm also the kind of person that if it is threatening to be wet in cold weather, I'm, I'm two, two gloves when I leave the house, two pairs of gloves. Yeah,
1: you have the one that you put on when the other are wet.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's if it. you have room in your bag, you got to do it. Um, I like more minimal stuff, like little wool, like mitten fingerless gloves. Those are really key, especially when I'm working because I can just flip the mitten part off and have the little fingerless underneath. Those are really cool. I love me some showers pass rain gloves. Those are great. They're not super toasty, though. I really like having my fingers touching. So mitts and lobster stuff is what I'm...
1: Mittens are great if you're a cold person. You can also flick, you know, like give people the finger and... They won't know. They won't know.
0: It's kind of like good anger management. <laughs> like you could get prescribed those by your mittens. therapist if you have rage issues. Like you should really wear some mittens. You mitts.
1: should really wear would, mittens. I think
0: it would help. Okay. So are you I'm like a pogi or barmit person?
1: I'm not, but maybe, maybe I should uh, be.
0: Those really took off. Those yeah. are, I feel like, la- just like I was saying last week that the ponchos have taken off. Uh, bar mitts, I don't know what, bar It's
1: Maddie Carlson. It maybe. She's like Influencer. the OG for me at least.
0: I, I'm starting the, to see more and more of them. Mm-hmm. In New York City, they're everywhere. All the oh, delivery, yeah, totally. All the delivery guys, it's then like, they're like wrapped up in like grocery issue. bags. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. They don't play around. Yeah, they do not play around. Um, okay, kind of related to fashion, anything new in the shop to talk about? Any, what's the uh, you were saying, well, I don't even know if you want to talk about this, but before I, I hit uh, record, you were mentioning that you're actually. Going to go help someone with uh, with their motor, with their Bosch motor?
1: <laughs> well, it turns out they needed their key. They lost the key oh, to their Urban Arrow. I see. Which is pretty problematic when it's locked.
0: Is that common? <laughs> People are losing the <laughs> keys to their bikes.
1: It does happen. I mean, with e-bikes. So this is a mm. thing, right? Where you have your e-bike as a key. Um, so the thing about Bosch e-bikes is you can just plug it into the diagnostic system and it'll tell you what the key number is. But... You have to go to a Bosch certified bike shop to do this. So I was gonna go make a house call with the laptop nice. and like plug in their bike. But luckily their their friend had taken their key by accident and, and all all is well in the world.
0: House call. I know. From the bike shop. Yeah. So nice.
1: I did once make a house call and uh was I, I was fixing a tire on a feets. and she was like, Oh, my husband really likes to make cocktails and I was like, Well, fantastic. Really, and they just like came out with a tray of cocktails, and we all like hung out. Well, being a co yeah. sure has its yeah. perks. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes there's like a yapping dog and a two year old like, yeah. you know, trying to pull your hair.
0: So you figured you you were due. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. You just leaned right it's, into that. It's
1: the the sine wave of
0: yeah service. It was your, it was your lucky your lucky time. Mm-hmm. Um, does shop have any crazy like uh, lighting situations? I feel like right now is the time of year where you know, I'm not big on PSAs and like trying to tell adults how to stay safe and stuff, but, you know, we <laughs> just maybe. switched the clocks, you know, and so it's kind of like folks need to remember to like get those lights going, uh, you know, or I, I'm, and I know you're probably, I know you're a huge proponent of the generator lights. Yeah. You're just going to be. I'm like, a fan. Just do That's it. like
1: just freaking spend
0: the money. Do you think? Uh, so feel like we talk about generators. Maybe it's one of those things in the bike scene where we're kind of guilty of like just thinking everybody has a lot of money and like can figure out the generator thing or be next to a shop that can even install generator lights, which is a little bit different. Um,
1: what's is, your? It's answer? an Do, investment. Yeah. Well, so
0: is there any lifetime savings? Like, I'm I'm looking yes. for your pitch. You know, oh, what's absolutely! Your
1: pitch? Like, it's not going to get stolen.
0: Yes. So good point.
1: How many times have you either a like? lost one into the river on that like bouncy part of the spring water Mm -hmm. um or the the esplanade, or forgotten to charge it and been just like screwed um and had to go maybe go buy a light yeah because you forgot it
0: i mean it's only a couple times of replacing a 40 50 dollar light before you're to the price of a generator system and
1: then people are always like well what does it cost to fill up a car gas tank
0: yeah exactly right and they're just so easy and nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. So probably, you know, like upfront investment is probably $400, mm. which, you know, is a chunk of change, but yeah. that's what, like, I don't know, let's divide that, divide that by 12 or something. Yeah. It's so, per yeah. Month. Like, would you, Highly would you recommend. pay 35 bucks a month to have generator lights?
0: All the lights all the time. They yeah. never die out. No battery stuff. Yeah. And I think this, the theft thing is key.
1: Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, generator lights are essentially like your front hub makes power, and then you wire in a headlight and a taillight, and you're just on.
0: Yeah, they're it awesome. It just works. Okay. um, Can I tell a quick story?
1: As long as it's as good as how Steph Routh would tell a story. Oh,
0: shoot. <laughs> Too much pressure. No. <laughs> I, I specifically don't do speaking or run for office because I don't. I don't do that kind of storytelling very well. But... Uh, I only because I like to digress when you mention things that I can tell a story about, <laughs> like losing lights off the floating portion of the esplanade. yeah, everybody who's ridden in Portland probably knows those freaking bumps that you hit on the ramps going down. I know to... someone who
1: lost their whole cell phone. Oh no into the river.
0: I would you know how people do like scuba dive and go find stuff and sort like can That's you imagine the, spot. the gold mine? like that would be so. I should probably f- find a way to do that just to be some good. We should content. get um
1: <laughs> Willie from the <laughs> no
0: doubt so so here's the thing. Years ago, and I don't know the, the exact date, I don't know, 2012, let's just throw out a year or something. I was so mad at those. Oh, no, somebody got hurt that I knew. And, you know, as, as, as people do, and they get hurt on their bike in Portland, they sometimes message me and tell me what happened. And, and I, I knew exactly what had happened. This was a guy who was re- really good dude. He was, like, he was, like, visiting or wasn't a permanent resident, so I was even more sympathetic. I'm like, oh, we got to take care of visitors, you know? But he's, like, doing stuff in the bike scene. He, like, fell pretty bad, banged up his arm. And I knew right where it happened. It was on those freaking bumps where losing your light is a minor thing compared to all the people that have probably crashed there. Yeah. So this is like there's these big ramps, and each time there's a joint of the ramp, it's like this cuckoo, cuckoo, huge noise. It's so annoying because like I'm just into like pleasant, nice, smooth bicycling. It's like an underrated thing. So I launched this sort of like mini crusade on Bike Portland to like figure it out and like do a big story about it. And of course, instantly. People are like coming for me like, Come on, just a little bump. It's not that bad. There's more important things to worry about, you know, that whole thing. It's it's like the com it's like that's the cycle that always happens whenever I you mentioned an issue like that. It's like, oh, the bikers are complaining or, oh, if, if you're a biker, it's, oh, we have bigger things to worry about or, oh, it doesn't affect me. I don't mind the bump. So it was well, be...
1: like the Blumenauer Bridge had that. Oh, awful curve, exactly that, similar thing. Like people were people got hurt.
0: So I so anyway, on the Esplanade thing, I created a, We created enough pressure on Bike Portland where I got someone from Portland Parks and Rec. So side note, folks, that's actually all that stuff that's off street in Portland. All the paths are are parks and rec facilities they're not even city of portland transportation facilities so they're not managed by PBOT they're managed by the parks bureau which is sort of annoying because the parks bureau doesn't have any idea what transportation facilities should be like but um so going back to the thing so i got i get a parks person out there and got him to be sympathetic you know and he ended up like piloting these less less severe bumps and i don't you probably i don't know if you can tell unless i was out there to show you but The bumps that are like on the, on the South end are like half, half as severe. So they're much more shallow and you'll, you'll, you'll see, it says caution bumps ahead. That's because of that little crusade we did on bike Portland to put it on the radar. And then they were supposed to like, if they worked, they were going to make them all less, you know, crazy bumps, but they didn't end up, they didn't end up doing, I never really ended up following up, but is my little thing on to try to I fight do like those a bumps. tiny
1: little like hop to like it's, mitigate it's that like kazunk.
0: Yeah, it's still really bad. I could probably jump back on the horse and try to like get some attention for it, but boy with all the I crap saw someone
1: doing, the I... other day, he must have had groceries or something on his bike and he was like awkwardly like trying to fig- pick up the potato or lemon or See, whatever that's that had just fallen out of his basket.
0: That is just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, and then the one at the blooming hour. Well, we got the one at the blooming <laughs> yeah, hour. That fixed. was a great yeah. thing. Yeah. There were still people that were like, it's not that bad. But, hey, we got the trucks out. We got it smoothed yeah. out. So there you go. It's worth, uh, it's worth talking about stuff like that. So we were talking about, uh, why did I start talking about <laughs> that story, though? Oh, we were talking about lights and stuff. So, yeah, get a generator light <laughs> just, to, just to close that little circle. Yeah. But keeping on sort of like, you know, riding it on the esplanade, uh, I always love asking you about routes. I think routes are really fun to talk about. Just how do you get around, you know, because yeah. I think it, it calls the question so many little like things about someone. Like So how like
1: today, to today yeah. I went, um, I went on an errand. I went to this really cute little sake shop on the way over here on Washington. It's like third in Washington, maybe so, right by the Stephen Smith tea. So place. downtown. Yeah, yeah. Well, Southeast. S-
0: oh, Southeast. Like
1: inner Southeast.
0: Okay. Inner Southeast. But you're coming from where? From work. From work. So you're 9th and Hawthorne.
1: Yeah. So I roll down there on Taylor, which is like mm. a garbage street in between Grand and MLK. But doesn't it
0: doesn't have a signal
1: though? But it Taylor? has a signal. Yeah. So like that's the one you opt for because it's...
0: It's a worse street, but it has a signal yeah, and yeah. you got to get to... Yeah. And it was
1: like the time of day where you can't just get across. Yeah. Um. But then coming back, I love there's this funny little like switchback area. Yeah. Um, if you go all the way, sort of by the skate park under the Burnside Bridge, and past that, yeah, so there's yeah, like I guess the street would be Davis. But there's this cute little like pass through area that pedestrians and bikes can go through, but cars can't. Yeah. And I just love all those little corners that you can discover in this town.
0: Is that the one? That's not right by the Cooch Curve. That's not the one you're talking mm-hmm. about. It's a different one. It's it might down. be.
1: No, it is pretty close to there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a couple in there. I wonder if they.
1: Well, that was part of all the new development yeah.
0: that went in. I love when they expressly say bikes are like, okay, because yeah. a lot of those spaces, like a lot of people on a bike, they're like, like
1: dismount your bicycle. Yeah. That's a bunch of,
0: we don't, <laughs> that, there's no dismounting that <laughs> yeah. happens. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't blaze by people that are walking, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, don't get me started about dismount your bike and walk. That's absurd. <laughs> okay. So wait, it's, okay. So you got to finish that though. You, yeah. you, 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 it is neat. I, I do I like riding on the uh, East side. It's kind of, it's kind of fun down there. Do you ever, do you like yeah. that cobblestone block?
1: Oh, it's great. All, all that area is so interesting and yeah, there's yeah, just like awesome. stuff <laughs> to look at yeah. everywhere. You know, the, all the um, loading docks and like, you know, Renella produce is like rolling in and out with all kinds of stuff. And then there's that. That place that sells maybe like used furniture and (laughs) who knows what all. Yeah, they always have flags. What do they sell there? There's like flags. I've never been inside. You've never been to City (laughs) Liquidators, Eva? How is it possible?
0: That's like that's one of those (laughs) things where we would go like regularly when we first moved here when we were just just for the adventure. (laughs) Now we've never we haven't been for 15 years or whatever. But I mean, it's like the furniture version of Powell's. You know, right?
1: Okay. Just stacked to the gills. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah, stacked to the gills. All the, And it's like some of it's actually like kind of entertaining and funny. It's not like soup. Anyway, you, you just got to go. And I okay. shouldn't be talking about it at all because I haven't <laughs> been there for so long. It it's could fine. be totally different. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff down there. Have you been to the night market yet?
1: Yeah, I've been to the night market. Yeah.
0: Like a couple down, years ago. Yeah. That's a, neat, that's a neat part of town, Central East Side. So you're saying that route-wise?
1: Mm-hmm. Just swing through the Central East side whenever you can. It's just fun to like yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. That's what I like about running errands is it'll take you on roads that you don't take.
0: Yeah. I think we're probably similar where, you know, I like I like routes that are like more interesting, even if like on paper or like yeah, most people would be like, it's too dangerous. I'll stay away from that or whatever. But to me, like most, a lot of times the safer route is really boring. I just like, I don't like necessarily riding on the Willamette. It's pretty boring. So like if I have a choice, which I often do... I'll go on the central east side, right? I'll go over yeah. like the whatever the MLK and then skirt over and, and like yeah, I just kinda like I like it down. There's always something to look at, like you said. Makes yeah, it more fun. Totally. Same with like neighborhood greenways. I find them exceedingly boring. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing. it's to just look houses. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just houses and then you and then you got bumps all the time because of the speed <laughs> bumps everywhere, which are fine, whatever, I get it. But I also like being on little you know, I've found myself often. More there's often.
1: a road like next to the neighborhood yeah. greenway that's sort of like a, the exact same thing, but without the bumps. Yeah, but they're also... It depends where you are. But yeah. I like the greenways for like they have wayfinding, especially if you just don't know where you're going.
0: Yeah, don't right, yeah. don't even wrong. I love yeah. me some greenways. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Like sometimes, you know, if I'm bored, I'll, I'll ride up Mississippi instead of going on sure. Michigan. Yeah. Just because... Because you can just ride in the, the lane. Stuff to see, yeah. you know, people to see pints of beer to look take, at longingly the as I go by, you know speaking of routes let's talk about what happened on 33rd avenue
1: wait i want to know have you ever <laughs> ridden a Segway?
0: i i don't think i have
1: Me neither. i don't know why
0: that's not a really clear yes or no <laughs> i think it's because i've ridden some weird electric skateboards and stuff that have similar like parallelogram technology so i'm okay. a little bit yeah i have a crazy friend named wake
1: oh the one wheels <laughs> wakefield
0: greg who's amazing Who's always got these strange contraptions and, yeah. and eager to show them to me. And yeah, one wheels and like, I've never done a one wheel. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I was never risk averse enough or, or young enough <laughs> to try one. And I don't think I ever will. My window's closed for that. But uh, he had some really cool electric skateboards early in early days that were like, where you just lean right. and you go. It was super neat. And so I think that's kind of like what the And you segment.
1: skateboard. You no. have like skateboards. Is that your? That's mostly
0: my son. Okay. No, I don't. I never really skate skateboarded much. I had one when I was a kid, but then it got stolen, and I just never got into it. My older brothers were great at skateboarding, and I was just never as good as they were. They were like more risky and y. Yeah, it's never been my. You
1: didn't want to break your wrist.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I just. I never, don't know.
1: You like race? Uh, well, that's different. Yeah, I had a okay. certain level
0: of competency around <laughs> okay. cycling that I never reached in skateboarding. Yeah. So if I had a Segway, I would be riding in bike lanes, like the one they put in on 33rds boy, that was a whole thing. Never did I imagine that I would be like hurrying out of my shed, packing my bag. And literally in my mind being like, we got to go save a bike lane. It's getting torn out. I mean, that's like Rob Ford city of Toronto. Did you put your cape on? 2000, whatever that was when like, I remember hearing about a bike lane getting removed in Toronto when they had a really terrible mayor. guy was just off his rocker. Uh, and we heard about that in Portland back in the heyday. I don't know what, it might have been 2012 or something, 2010. Yeah. And we were just aghast. It was just like this very smug, oh, my God, they would take a bike lane out. That's great. And then here we are, 2023, <laughs> where there was literally, I saw a video. I'm sitting here in the shed. Someone took a video of this truck erasing a bike lane stripe. And I was like, oh, hell no. And I was out there so fast, 28 miles an hour on the e-bike, of course. And I remember there's, there were some people already there. Uh, shout out to Bike Loud for just continuing yeah. to do really, really great work to respond to some of the stuff that's going on. They already had like probably 10 people that had shown up uh, just to kind of check out what was going on. And I didn't even acknowledge, I just rolled up, didn't acknowledge anyone and just like whipped out my camera and just started filming stuff. And um, anyway, that was, that was really wild. Um, And then, then uprolled Kyle Johnson without even a second thought and just like parked his bike the kickstand down it's just cargo yeah. bike. That's when a cargo bike really comes in handy. Yeah.
1: You're like, well, you're not going to run this thing
0: over. I've always loved cargo bikes for that reason. The size like really matters, you know, like it's a, th- it's a thing. It-, it gives you more, I mean, I know why people you buy feel SUVs. empowered, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same, same mm-hmm. psychology anyway. So parks that big old thing right in front of the truck. And it was a full on, like full on moment. And everybody else sort of fell in line and became a, became a protest. So
1: Yeah. What a snafu. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. It was pretty big snafu. I'm curious what you, I don't know what, what's your, what's your view of it? Like, where are you, how does it make you feel to hear all the stuff you've heard about it?
1: It's just like incompetency on all levels. Like one, how do we not just, how are we not developing bike lanes in a more cohesive way? Mm. I mean, we have this plan. There's a map behind me where we had this whole plan laid out. Uh, and, obviously i don't know who doesn't have a backbone or why there are so many different powers at play i don't know it just seems kind of messy i get all sides of it i think it's hard you know we fight we fight for like a little more street space a little more safety and there have been like several terrible crashes that have happened on that corridor and it's like a connection point that that we need um but then you can also see, like, when the whole bike community says, oh, I'm so upset you're taking away my bike lanes, like, we need to realize that this is also how the people feel, like, oh, you're taking away my parking. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the, uh, that's, like, the <laughs> crux of it, I think. Yeah. And like, where do we go with that? Yeah. I, I Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that sort of last point and understand it. But then I always start, what creeps into my head is, like, except one of those things is, you know, highly promoted and encouraged and favored in in our plans and policies that we've adopted and the other is the opposite yeah we're supposed to be discouraging it right so we keep reaching these points where that discouragement part needs to really happen and it's like people aren't able to navigate those conversations and make them happen right yeah. so it gives me a lot of concern about the ability for us to kind of like get over the hump you know it's like the good to great you know, thing I get think, over the hump. Yeah.
1: The big the biggest thing that needs an advertising campaign is is like Donald Shoop's like the high cost of free parking, <laughs> right? right? Like Tony Jordan needs to have like a team of marketing people to put up billboards all over town to tell them like yeah. what's wrong with free parking.
0: Yeah, it also brings up it also brings up stuff of like, you know, this the built environment of the city and just like the city's, you know, all this stuff is connected, like the city's inability to make like a functioning transit. I shouldn't say the city, I say Trimet. Our, right, right. our region is, you know, we have not set ourselves up for success when it comes to, like, demanding these changes around biking when we haven't kept up with, like, you know, creating a city where people can viably not have to be so attached to their car all the time. So, like, those things have to happen in tandem or else we're going to keep yeah. running up against these you know, but really big. For,
1: so Kathy Tuttle gave me a stat: forty percent of people in Portland don't drive, mm, right, or can't drive.
0: Yeah. And it, it, right, yeah, but it's like wh- you see what happens when a society is like status quo and is yeah. oriented a certain way. Like, how many times have you? Well, I'm not that you watch the local local news <laughs> on TV. Maybe you do Fox
1: 12. Yeah.
0: How many times you turn on Fox and hear the angry plight of a car-free Portlander who's like sad that they can't do something or whatever because they can't drive right you don't that just doesn't exist that's not news that voice is not there same with someone made a great point on the uh i think it was the bike portland comments like how often do you turn on the news and hear like a renter complaining about something with like that kind of like you know a perspective of like yeah uh some entitlement that i had used someone to. try
1: to tell me that renters don't pay property taxes and i'm like what rock are you living under dude? Yeah. And he was like, no, like landlords pay that. And I'm like, well, how do you think they pay for it? They charge <laughs> rent and that rent goes into the property taxes Yeah, and he was kind of floored. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is the mentality of so many people that they really think yeah. less of someone.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, it's all. <laughs> and yeah. then so we're, we're they 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 were going to erase a bike lane over on 33rd and then, Couple weeks later, they're reinforcing the bike lane on Twenty First. I know, you know, which is great, really great. I mean, boy, there's hard, big, concrete, heavy things, and I'm just like, can we? Just, uh, those can't be that hard to make. Like, I guarantee there's Portlanders who would shovel some sand. Well, I was just
1: talking to Joe about this. Crete, so I was like, you I'll know, go to Lowe's right now. I was like, Peabots got a budget crisis. Like, maybe we should just start a brigade well, of it, people. You that- know it's.
0: It's not a bad idea. We, yeah. you know, Peabot has done stuff like that in the past. Like, if you want bike parking at your at your school, let's yeah. say a, at a school in your neighborhood, you can actually like get official plans from the city of Portland, and I don't think they give you even any money for it.
1: They're just like you install it yourself. Yeah, but
0: they have engineering plans that they've already authorized. Okay. That's the uh-huh. big thing, right? Is that you, it has yeah. to be done in a certain way. It's a city. That's how things work. So anyway, yeah, you can just go get the materials and mm-hmm. then put up these parking things. So yeah. I could see a situation wherein they green light a certain type of like concrete barricade and ha- and say, here's a specific, you know, specs and you just get a permit to put it out there yeah. and and go for it but then you know then you get into equity things about some places aren't going to have enough money to do that and blah 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 which is absolutely legit concern but um yeah it's like i i think a question i mean of all people i could ask pbop it's like do you can we can we not just have a whole yard full of these things can you just start making these it can't be that yeah. expensive the funniest thing today i saw a message come into my notifications where someone's trying to tell me like over on over on Johnson or Flanders down in northwest they just noticed a bunch of those concrete drums are gone <laughs> guess what my they first they just
1: took them my and first moved thought. them they were like right by the Flanders bridge my,
0: my first thought was like oh my gosh did they really just go <laughs> move them to 21st please tell me they didn't do that i don't think they did but that's what i thought because like i'm so used to this like idea of like scarcity like why these It's not like these are titanium barricades or something nice. They're not like signals. Like I can, you know, when the city comes to me and says like, yeah, we can't put a signal here because it's like, you know, signals cost 300,000 bucks. Like I get that. Listen, you're very high tech. A lot of stuff's involved with putting a signal up. Right. But you're literally talking about a big concrete drum. It's like the most simple yeah. Shape. I mean, I would put a diverter. The Romans made those things. Like, yeah, <laughs> every every
1: greenway gets a diverter. Yeah. Like, what could that cost?
0: I mean, we all everybody. I was yeah. I made this video recently about the st- the new concrete dr- barricades over on Twenty First, and I and I forgot to say it, but I was like, anybody running for council or even someone who's already on council, Mingus Mabs, Commissioner of Peabot, you could literally win any election in this town. I I'm not like a political strategist person. I just like to play one on the internet, but like. Protection for the people, like anybody who opposes hardening bike lanes, it's only going to take a few clicks to realize that they're not like a credible, like they're just universally like a positive, good thing. It's like hardening bike lanes with concrete and like Sunday Parkways, like these are the same, like they all pull very highly. How are you going to say space we've already dedicated to bikes should not be hard, like have concrete separation in it? I mean, it just makes so much sense, right? Nobody wants to kill a bike rider or hurt them. No bike rider wants to be hurt or killed. Tell me why they're a bad idea. And then tell me why I can count like on two hands how many of them we actually have on the streets of Portland. Yeah. Ro- Rosa Parks. Pretty terrible. NATO. Well, those are a little different. Those little curbs are almost like just a little step above the flex posts, in my opinion. They're not going to stop someone who, who fails to negotiate a corner or who wants to hurt someone or just drunk. I
1: feel safer.
0: Yeah, they they are better. They're yeah. a step above the flex posts. I agree. The curbs are great, and we need to learn to love people them. People can't just drift
1: into them, though. Yeah, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and it's also that people are so uh, self oriented and so they're mo- they'd rather preserve their their rims and their tires yeah, and their exactly. fenders than yeah, <laughs> a human life for the most part. <laughs> so that it, it does scare them. Nobody wants to hit a curb, um, but I'm talking like we need to do like Boulder and Seattle both. I've been wanting to do a post about this. They're doing tall curbs, right? So not Jersey barriers, which yeah. I understand have. Those are big. Maybe there's costs associated. Even the concrete barricades are pretty big and unwieldy. And they also have limitations around like they can't put them on overpasses or bridges because they're too heavy. Oh, so sure. I love that Boulder, City of Boulder, Colorado, and uh, Seattle recently, they're testing these. Like they're calling them tall curves. It's like a happy medium. They're like two, three, they're like two feet high or something, but okay. they're concrete. You know, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about errant reckless drivers who are going to be
1: and i want these things stopped. like homie's always talking about like making things pretty mm-hmm. and like
0: i love how you just mentioned people's first names like we're all like in the same friend group. Well,
1: you don't know homie homie <laughs> homie ramani <laughs> okay um no hmm. he 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 like kind of preaches this like we can't just make it safer like we have to make it better and nicer and make people want like make our cities prettier. So I think you put in these two foot curbs, but then you make them into planters Mm -hmm. and you like put stuff in them or you paint them cool colors or you tile them.
0: Exactly. Think
1: about like old subway stations. Oh yeah. So beautiful. And like so much craftsmanship. And now I feel like we just have this brutalist architecture everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. And look at, look at Russia.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, I'm glad you said that. When I was in New York City in 2012, I did a whole post on Bike Portland in a photo gallery photo gallery called The Art of Cycling in New York City. And the whole thing was all the beautiful murals and artwork they've put on their jersey barrier concrete protected bike lanes. Yeah. Which they're they're probably leading in having real concrete separation. So I love that. Yeah. And they have a whole mural program. People go out and paint them. It's yeah, That's awesome. And we have some of these concrete uh what you'd call it, there's got to be a better name: concrete barricades, concrete drums. No one's really named them yet, but um, you know, I will give Peabody a lot of credit because they, ha- they do use a lot of them for diverters throughout the neighborhood greenway system, which is really really cool. Uh, they work great for that. And speaking of making them beautiful, like a lot of neighborhoods will go plant them, yeah, which is great.
1: Yeah, there's ones like on Willamette, North Willamette, yeah,
0: yeah. so that's really nice. I feel like it's a good, good, good place to wrap things up. Nice positive note. Yeah, I have some less positive we things on my list. We need more flowers in our lives. Yes, yeah. we need more flowers and more love. Shout out to Hami. Lovely bike infrastructure is what we're we're really looking for. Yeah, it's just lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> tally ho! Uh, yeah, tally ho! <laughs> Jolly good time talking to you, Eva. Uh, what else?
1: Well, I'm going to a mushroom potluck tonight.
0: A mushroom friends, potluck.
1: Friends who picked matsutake mushrooms in um, the out by the coast. So they nice. grow in like sandy pine forests. Mm. And they handed out bags of these mushrooms to all their friends, and they said, "Make something and bring it to the potluck."
0: Oh, that sounds so cool! Yeah, like really yummy, interesting, and like educate. Like I love the science behind mushrooms, so. I'm assuming someone at that that potluck will like n- actually know. <laughs> about I hope all that, that there's stuff. like a slideshow presentation. Yeah, it's really that would be amazing. Yeah, they're fascinating yeah. Um, things, mushrooms, agreed, and, and assorted fungi. Anyway, that sounds fun. Well, yeah. I'll let you get to it then. Thanks. Thanks for coming by. Nice Thanks to chat. For me. Uh, until next time, we'll uh, see you out on the cold and wet streets. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. And that'll do it for this episode. I hope you loved it. If you did, please leave a review or a rating of some sort. Tell your friends about it um, and stay tuned. We are gonna do more chats like this. Uh, And also, if you have something yet you think we should talk about, anything interesting happening in the community around bicycling, street culture, transportation, transit, whatever it might be, send it over to me. You can hit the contact page at Bike Portland. You can also email me or message me on social media. Thank you so much for listening as always. Remember that Bike Portland is community journalism and it needs community to survive. So if you are a subscriber, thank you very much. Uh, If you're not a subscriber yet, please become one at BikePortland.org slash subscribe. We also take financial contributions and a lot of folks like to just do that. So if you can hit us up at BikePortland.org slash support, you'll find our vendor name at bike portland and other things like that if you want to help us keep doing the work that is vital not just viral that's what we're doing here it's human powered news bike portland since 2005 would love to have you be a part of it as a financial supporter thank you so much for listening and until next time we'll see you in the streets